Girl, are you a golden age virus? Because you're Magnificence 2.0. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I knew this was going to be bad, but... Hey Guardians, welcome back to the Destiny Lorecast. Last week we finished up our summary of the year one and year two of the Destiny story. This week brings us to the first official episode of the DLC. Uh, this week I'm joined by Anon Pig and Mythos Mike. We've been a little busy this week with the release of Rise of Iron and getting the notes together. Uh, Anon, what's been your favorite Rise of, Myr- of Rise of Iron moment so far? Uh, probably actually just happened before we started recording. I turned in, uh, I ranked up on Dead Orbit and the Vanguard, and I just got rained on with loot and specifically uh, I don't know what it's called now but it's the ghost angel cloak which is my favorite cloak from year one and I'm just so happy to have it back nice yeah uh, Mythos you put a poll on Twitter um, kind of asking about everyone's thoughts on Rise of Iron so far um, did you see what the final like what at least what the results are now or did they did it kind of surprise you with the results or yeah actually um the the results of the poll were about 66%, I believe, was the final tally. Well, it's not final. The poll's still gone going. But mm-hmm. uh, 66 is the last time I uh, saw it, that 66% of people said they love the release so far. Keep in mind, this is only a day into the release of Rise of right. Iron. But um, it's ins- uh, to me, it's insane uh, that it was actually that high because... Uh, I came in. I came in onto Twitter the morning after it was released, and people were saying, "Oh, it's the story is so disappointing. It's only five missions long." So I was a little bit surprised to see that so many mm-hmm. people uh, were fond of it. Yeah. What are your uh, personal thoughts on on the release? Um, so far, I've given it a seven out of ten. Um, it's uh, not the worst DLC release of Destiny, but I think we certainly got spoiled with uh, Taken King and. Um, so it's it's a little bit smaller. Uh, the story was a lot shorter, and uh, I, I don't I wasn't quite impressed at first. But I'm starting to love the Plague Lands area. It's much more um, much more interesting to explore than the Dreadnought, in my opinion. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed exploring it more than the Dreadnought. Um, my my opinion on it so far is like I'm right there, but like a seven, eight, even a nine with the Rise of Iron. Um, the story was short, and I think. At first, that was a lot of people's complaint. Was like, "Wow, that's it. This is it's over already." But it was still a deep story. Um, I think it, it expanded on a lot of what we've been wanting to know for a long time. You know, give a, it's given us a lot of information on the the Dark Ages, a lot of story background on the Iron Lords and the Warlords, and all these things that we've been wanting for a long time. So I think on that end is where people are still excited about it. They're still loving it, even though if it was short, mm-hmm. it it wasn't bad content. It was just not as much content as we wanted. Kind of Destiny in general, that's kind of everyone's biggest complaint is they don't dislike the content, they just wish there was more of it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the first and last ep- or, um, not episode, first and last mission were perfect. They had like mm-hmm. a long uh, build up to the, to the, the end 
but it was the middle uh, two or three that just they just dropped you on the objective and they're like here go into this one room and then you're done mm. it's it just it's just there wasn't enough in the mission it wasn't that there was too few missions it was just they needed to do more in the mission itself yeah i felt a couple of them mm-hmm. like you drop in and then you run around for two minutes and then you're at the end already <clears throat> and you're like whoa that was it <laughs> <laughs> that's but, quick but yeah for, for me the the best part of it though for me and you you mentioned you haven't got your your galahorn yet uh mike so i won't spoil it completely for you but uh <laughs> the last part of the like the last quest step for it was just phenomenal for the galahorn quest like it literally it gave me goosebumps like probably three times i'm just playing this mission and i, I was playing with my buddy i'm just like i just got goosebumps i just got goosebumps again oh my gosh, I still have goosebumps. Like it was just, it was such an exciting mission for me. I was just so pumped. Again, the music for it too. in that mission is just the music for rise of iron in general is just phenomenal, but phenomenal. Yeah. They do such a great job, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to keep playing and grind some strikes later. It's going to be, it's going to be an enjoyment. I I still think that I'm going to get a little more out of it than I expected. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely see, uh, We'll definitely see where it goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that brings us to our first segment uh, of the show. I ask weekly highlights, and their weekly highlights will vary each episode. Um, it can include anything from community stories, fan fiction, gear and weapon text, grimoire, general hype, um, whatever it may be. Uh, this week we're going to read a uh, grimoire card, uh, Ghost Fragment, The Anomaly which is one of the fragments you get from picking up the, the new ghost from the anomaly map. Um, so I'll go ahead and read the introduction, and then Mike and Anna are going to read the, uh, the conversation here. Uh, so it's type, post-match report, parties, two. One, guardian type, class warlock. One, guardian type, class hunter. Associations, anomaly, the Earth's moon, crucible research station, K1. Lord Shack, Markognitum, Earth's moon, moon or satellite all right and uh, mike if you want to take character one and then Anna, you're going to take number two a titan once tried to punch the anomaly until it opened what happened nothing but one day later to the second a war sat fell on her head boom direct hit beeline from low orbit to her skull <laughs> coincidence maybe she okay yeah but she never punched that anomaly again. <laughs> uh, I think I think that's a pretty funny card. It's uh, if you haven't read all the ghost fragments for the crystal maps, I recommend doing it. There's some really good ones. Uh, there's some funny ones. Um, and this one just it just reminds me of uh, uh, Wei Ning, just Wei, the Titan, female Titan mm-hmm. that punches everything. And I wonder if that's who they're kind of referencing here, because um, I could definitely see Wei Ning punching a war set. And punching a more mind satellite. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Well, the anomaly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that brings us to our main topic this week, which is going to be discussing the transmission that we received from the Owl Sector this last week. Um, so when I went to the tower with Rise of Iron, I got a brand new emblem at waiting at the Postmaster called Vigilamus Noctu. I'm probably saying that terribly wrong, but it it translates roughly to we watch slash guard in the night. Um, So this was only available for people who got a 
buff or infection from this transmission. Uh, Anon, Mike, did you guys get this emblem as well? Yeah, I'm actually nice. wearing it. Nice. I was lucky not to get it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was. I saw that. I was. I was pleasantly surprised. I was glad they did something for the the ARG. Um, but yeah, it appears that only people that got, were able to get that buff got it. Um, so how did how did this start? Uh, let's say ARG. Uh, according to Reddit, uh, Reddit user username Geek, um, while Say No to Rage was streaming, uh, he obtained one of the buffs, uh, and at the time in their the same time in their chat, there was a message from Twitch user Owl Sector. That said, we've detected an unidentified foreign intrusion into your systems, Guardian. Stay calm. We will investigate. Uh, and that kind of spurred the insane community going crazy over trying to figure out what it was and piecing together the puzzle, trying to... Um, there was a... Yeah, because yeah, on, uh, on the Owl Sector page, there was the link to the, uh, the, A- A- the ARG website, mm-hmm. which just made it sort of confirm like this isn't someone just fooling around this is actually a bungee thing going yeah. on yeah that was that was the big part is you know we've had things in the past where like a, a fan has put something together and a puzzle together and the community pieces it together thinking it might be something from them but it never had the bungee you know stamp or it wasn't a bungee domain and this was you know at bungee.net it was a domain created by them and so it was definitely by them yeah. um and so there's there's five tech mites or buffs that were tra- transmitted during this. It was Brilliance 3.2, Glory 2.1, Splendor 2.6, Magnificence 2.0, and Fortitude 3.1. Um, shortly after launch of this, uh, Beta Chieftain actually figured out that there was going to be 55 entries based on the image names used for assets on the website. And uh, I think it was... What was the the guy on Twitter who kind of helped you collaborate with like the hours and how or it was coming out every two hours? I can't remember his name. Anon. Oh no! Uh, I figured out it was going. Uh, oh, or I didn't figure out. I just I just observed that it was going every two hours, and then um, Toby. Yeah, I think, it's I think Toby. his name is. I forgot what his. Uh, Twitter, his actual Twitter is, uh, but he said if it goes every two hours from this point, it'll go right until the launch of Rise of Iron, and it was up to the the day before Rise of Iron that they just completely started messing <laughs> yeah, with the release screwed it up a little bit. schedule. But yeah, it was pretty cool yeah, fun. So um, in the beginning, no one really knew how many of these we were gonna get. Um, I think at the time yeah. when Beta kind of discovered this, there was only four or five out there. So then to know that there was gonna be fifty more entries was for for I know for me for us people who like the lore it was pretty exciting. Um, yeah. So so why is this lore? Um, so shortly after the first buff was discovered, a transmission was received from the owl sector, and it was a log placed uh, under Brilliance three point two, and it says owl sector internal OS dash i six one. Um, and then it's a conversation with three people. Uh, it says, how long since we last convened? I can still recall the dawn calamity, so not long enough. I've got consistent and strange reports coming in from across the system. Try me. A few guardians in the field report being swarmed by some kind of electronic might. 
the first few after visiting the Dust Palace on Mars, but the rest from all over. How bad? Fantastic, apparently. At least that's what they're yelling over comms. Is happy shouting a medical issue? Do we take this to the Vanguard? Ikora first. The hidden might know something. Uh, and so we got a bunch of transmissions like this every you know, every two hours, and it kind of pieced together the story. Um, so Mike, uh, do you want to tell us who the uh, the Owl Sector are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Owl Sector, we bo- we know from the card above that they're tied closely to Guardians and the Vanguard, obviously through the mention of um, Ikora and her hidden. We know that they have that connection. Um, from the transmissions specifically, we learned that they have civilian operatives as well as guardians within their ranks. Um, Al, Me- uh, excuse me, Al Sector member uh, Shun is their liaison to the Vanguard. Uh, and for all, in, uh, for all intents and purposes, it appears that they are a faction. Um, there could be other possibilities, but that's just going to be, you know, the... Uh, the one that we go with, um, their outpost um, is perched on the highest point of the tower on, um, mm. on Earth. Yeah, it's cool because after uh, one of the cards, you know, it, it mentions that they, um, you know, he says, I sit alone in the Owl Sector Observatory at the highest point in the tower. I saw that, and so I, next time I was in the tower, I was kind of looking around, and I was like, like, I noticed parts of the tower that I'd never really noticed before, probably because I never really just look, what's the highest point of the tower? And just like these little lofts and type little rooms up high up that I'd never really seen before and I was like oh there's the uh, that's probably the Alva sector right there <laughs> mm-hmm. well which yeah, tower that's though? a good point too <laughs> yeah. um, and that's actually something that was confirmed in the, the Gallahorn quest too is that there was eight towers during uh, you know the titans protected early on and most of them fell though but so yeah. that was kind of cool tidbit to get but yeah. uh, um um, Anon, do you want to tell us uh, kind of the main people talking along? Um, have we heard from any of them before? Yeah. Uh, well, later on in some of the entries we have, but the the first entry type, the uh, the brilliance entries, they consist of uh, Shun Shun Li, the liaison to the Vanguard, uh, Quist, Burial, and Ramos. Uh, Ramos comes in in like the second or third one. But there's five different entries that all have their own uh, setting. And in the Splendor entries, we get the Vanguard, so Ikora Ray, Kate Six, and Zavala, who we all know already. A little bit. I mean, like I did. But uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not where they, they... They weren't just invented. They have existed before obviously with the dawn calamity but also um in the glory cards it shows or it gives hints to that uh shun and ikora actually had a relationship and it might not be exactly that anymore but it's sort of there's a lot of implication that they still feel for each other on mm-hmm. some level kind of almost a lot of awkward silences and a lot of awkward moments between them yeah um yeah, one of them. I know one of them was uh, Glory. I think it was number three. Then um, Ikora Ray and Sean are talking to each other, and Ikora Ray says, "Your team is observing strict sterilization firewall and decontamination procedures." I hope. Uh, and Shun responds, "It's touching to know you still care. You'd be worried sick if I caught the mite." And then Ikora Ray responds, "The suffering of any lessens us all. 
And then June says, come on, Corey. <laughs> so his little pet, little pet <laughs> name for our Corey, right? Yeah. I'm sure she appreciates that. <laughs> but yeah, so it's... Um, basically what happens with with this so after the discovery of the tech might um the owl sector sends burial to mars to dig around the dust palace and try to figure out where this came from what is it and um it's the report for uh, magnificence uh number one uh says report of bypass authority burial for owl sector records assigned to incident transmission she says, I have been tasked with returning to the Dust Palace on Mars, which, as far as we know, is the only link between the Guardians first affected by these overrides. Appropriate contamination equipment has been requ- re- uh, requisitioned. Re- the, wow. Requ- I can't talk. I can't say a word. Requisist- Re- requisitioned. There requisitioned. There you go. Although specs are for the Dawn Calamity and have not been adjusted. The Owl Sector has determined that our acutest need is information, which is where I come in. The area of interest includes former Clovis Bray buildings, so I expect my skills in cryptography, biosignature, falsification, and historical architecture to be thoroughly exercised. Uh, and so this is, that's an interesting uh, part in there is that you learn that not just like infections or, um, you know, as we might think of like a cold or flu, it's, uh, it's overriding their armor systems. Uh, so it's really getting it deep into their, uh, like in the, into their tech, into their gear, which is doesn't sound like a very good thing. Um, so we've heard Don Calamity a couple times. Uh, do we know anything about that, Mike? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, not 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 as of yet. But we do have we do have a couple of theories. Um, it could be the collapse, um, or it could be events from the original Iron Lords adventures in Siva, um, especially the obviously the events in the bunker. Um, but we don't have any confirmation on that, so it's just theories at the, at the moment. It could just be uh, to add, There you go. It could be associated with the uh, the old data mine uh, dawning. Was event day of the dawning stuff, was that it, like, or something? I think it was his dawning oh, yeah, or yeah. the dawning where you all all we've seen were like notes that were given to us from several characters around the tower and what they said what they what they talked about you don't know you just know it was uh something on the event called on an event called the mm-hmm. dawning it might have it might have been changed to the dawn calamity or maybe they're calling it the dawn calamity because they were the ones that had to fix it yeah. but I don't know yeah, so hopefully we find out a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. So they head out to the Dust Palace, which is the the same area that we run the strike on for the Dust Palace. And it, it when you go there, it helps show that there was a lot of Golden Age research going on in that building. Um, you know, when we go there, we're kind of on a focused mission, and we kind of just go straight through to the top where the, the Scions are. But there's... Being a Clovis Bray research facility, there is tons and tons of labs, different areas, and tons of Golden Age research in that building. Um, been burial, burial found some of it. Um, says Ram Aramo says burial found a trove of laboratory notes in a locked section of the Dust Palace. Some dead scientist named Shirazi. Some forgotten experiment under the auspices of Willa Bray. 
uh, in Willowbury we've heard of before. She was the, is it, um, do we know, is it daughter or sister of Clovis? Daughter, daughter Clovis, of Clovis. And she was mm-hmm. the, the creator or the inventor of, uh, of Ingram matter. Um, she put all that together. So there's, and then we, uh, going forward, we have uh, Magnificence 2.0, um, which is the bypass authority from Burial again. She says, I love these vintage rigs. So graceful, so elegant. Mementos of a brighter time. They tend to be banged up around a bit before I get my hang- hands on them, but this one was pristine. I powered it up, ran a few traces and queries, and brought up the last authentic- authentication. One Dr. Shirazi, a scientist, working for Willow Bray. Something secret. The hashed password is twice the average length. I will submit my next report when I have cracked it. Um, so it kind of sounds like she's in the, the lab that some of the players discovered pre-Rise of Iron. Um, where you can kind of jump down the yeah, exoscience area and there's some big computers. Um, so that's possibly where, where Burial uh, is and where she found these things. Um, but that's just speculation. Um, and then it's also important to know that Burial is a civilian too. And so there's a bunch of cabal around. This is a very high risk endeavor. Um, yeah, as we talked about Willow Bray a little bit, um. <laughs> yes, a beta post. He put, "Don't blame the cryptarch for your Ingrams turning blue. Blame Willabray." <laughs> <Bray. laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Anon, uh, who is Doctor Shirazi? What do we learn about her? Well, Doctor Shirazi was a scientist working for Willabray on a level two clearance project. She used a disproportionate amount of security for the project level, locking each individual entry with a separate password. Her passwords wound up being a combination of musical tones and a Persian phrase that loosely translates to remember who watches you. In the end, it appears Dr. Shirazi was quite fond of Persian poetry. Um, entire ghazals were found by rearranging the passphrases. <laughs> I think, yeah, ghazal is a lyric poem with a fixed number of verses and a repeated rhyme in uh, Middle Eastern and Indian literature. Nice. The more you know. <laughs> Very interesting. Oh. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Time theory. Mm-hmm. On. So, uh, Mike, we we learned through different uh, transmissions about the project she was working on. Um, so what was recorded in, in the entries that Burial kind of decrypted of Dr. Shirazi? Well, it's... Uh, um you look around. Which entry is this in the notes oh, again? Right. <laughs> yeah, I highlighted it. Mm-hmm. Oh, right there. Thank you. I was in the wrong step there. Um, so, um, as Barioli begins to decrypt uh, Dr. Shiraz's entries, he sends them back to the Owl Sector. Uh, it's these entries that make up the majority of the transmissions that we see. Um, the experiment was able to inject five people with uh, prototype tech mites. Um, one test subject per buff type, so patient A received magnific- Magnificence 2.0, for example. Patient B received Brilliance 3.2, patient C received Splendor 2.6, and patient D re- received Fortitude 3.1, and finally patient E received Glory 2.1. The purpose of the study was to test the effects of the tech mites on the subjects in hopes that 
um, given successful results, of course, the text might the tech mites can be used to improve colonization efforts. Um, so, for example, they could cut years off the construction timetable of a city, reduce the de- decompression and adjustment period of new colonists, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, especially, this is colonizing new planets, yeah. of course. Um, so do we know what happened to the patients when they were initially ej- injected? Um, well, patient A we know, uh, showed strong vital signs and was very cheerful, but um, eventually began to complain about phantom insects. Yeah, I believe as... Um, yeah, they're like the insects that we saw in the game. Uh, at least they, they look like little buzzing mm-hmm. nanites, basically, are buzzing around everyone's head. And uh, in the end de- the game, that what color it was depended on which one you got. You know, there was white, yellow, blue, green, or like a purple or pink... Um, so just like the ones that patient A got, um, patient A was blue because she had Magnificent 2.0, um, all the patients had different symptoms. Um, not all of them saw the little insects around their head. Um, each study went a little bit differently. Um, and this study was a study on civilians too, not guardians. So they reacted a little bit differently. Um, patient B also had a uh, particularly bad reaction to being injected with Brilliance 3.2. Uh, they went into a coma minutes after injection. Uh, somewhat surprisingly, surprisingly, Dr. Shrazi thought the coma not enough cause to table the study. Uh, and this was perhaps an indication of their character or the pressures put on them by Willowbray and the rest of the Clovis Bray facilities um so with almost all the guardians having this end game uh, it seems like bad news for the city and all the civilians there um what happened or what did the vanguard do there with the yellow sector and uh, anon well luckily out of an abundance of caution, the Owl Sector and the Vanguard decided to impose a strict no-travel policy on the Guardians and the city. Uh, an initial attempt was made to quarantine Guardians, but that failed almost immediately. One civilian was known to have died from the event. Uh, Shun was hospitalized after coming into contact, but later uh, recovered. We can talk about that recovery more later. Yeah, and it looks like... You know, a lot of risks were being taken uh, with this, uh, with the, Dr. Shirazi and this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with this study. Um, and it also <laughs> appears that Clovis Bray, which I think a lot of people have kind of had feelings about Clovis Bray and the things that they did in the, this research facility, but definitely looks like Clovis was implicit in kind of looking the other way at, with uh, at things like this. And, uh, and once... Uh, example is in Glory 2.1 Transmission 4 and Sean says uh, have you seen this and he references a uh, uh, passage from Dr. Shirazi says patient E June has been uncooperative laughed unpleasantly when I told him he would receive Glory 2.1 you're running prototypes in parallel because it's cheaper and faster he said no ethics board on earth would approve but I don't have a choice. I'm neck deep in debt to Clovis Bray. I wish we had tweaked these elixirs to modified disposition. Uh, and then our Cora Ray says, you wish to, wished to introduce me to your golden age analog? Shoo. Ha ha ha. No. I thought you'd be interested in June. 
This kind of coercion isn't a known Clovis Bray practice. Uh, and then Accorda Ray says, not in the books you read, perhaps. Um, and then they confirm that it is in the record. So that tells us that Clovis Bray didn't always do things according to the, you know, the rules and often had kind of sketchy practices in, in their researches, which we kind of knew a little bit before. And that was kind of the difference between Clovis Bray and the Academy was the Academy was more science, more Vanguard sanctioned, um, uh, studies. Whereas Clovis Bray was an entrepreneur. He was, you know, trying to build a ro- world of robots to <laughs> do whoever, who knows what, um, so we knew, knew know there, there was other complications um, with the other subjects. Um, patient C was injected with Splendor 2.6, and she reported yellow artifacts on the edge of her vision. She also showed an increase in general motivation, strength, and aggression. The volume of patient D's voice became or decreased until it was only a whisper, and there was no known initial reaction to patient E. But uh, he took it under protest. Uh, so this was a multi-day experiment. Um, do we know what happened after the initial injections in Anon? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't really know where we were. There we are. <laughs> uh, uh, patient A continued to appear healthy, but the phantom insects became visible to Dr. Shirazi. Uh, seen in Magnificence 2.0, uh, the fifth entry, <clears throat> we get and uh, we get something by Shirazi back there in the Golden Age. I can see them now, blue bead-like or bee-like particles swarming around Patient A's head. I wonder what took me so long. This effect was not intentional. We directed the nanoparticles to strengthen the subject's immune system, reinforce skeletons, exoskeletons, joints, and muscular and accelerate synapse and logic board signaling. This should have been invisible and internal. What does it mean? Uh, later on, patient A began to float a few inches off the ground, which is seen in uh, the sixth entry from Magnificence 2.0. Uh, patient A appears to be walking two inches above the ground. It is unclear why this has happened. The soles of her feet have turned blue. She is alarmed and delighted by turn this... My turn. Uh, this, of course, complicates our strength <laughs> tests. Uh, so the part about exoskeletons and logic boards, do you think that points to there being exos at this time? Or just different, maybe frames? I mean, like... Maybe not that far advanced. But We know where... It's hard to say because we don't really know when this time was, but we know they had exos during the Golden Age. It's just if exos were conscious, then it could just be they wanted something to sort of boost their Mm -hmm. exos as well, like not in the same way. Yeah, they do know they had the the exoscience labs already there, so they're definitely working on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So then back to patient B. Um, Last we checked, they were... Uh, in a coma, um, but wasn't for long. Um, Brilliance 3.2, entry 5, says that, um, from Dr. Tarazi, so this is the second day that patient B continues comatose. Hydration and nutrition support have, ha, or have been enabled. Vital signs are good. Green particles appear to be accumulating on his lips and nostrils. 
I have not observed similar consequences for other patients, and I'm wondering if this was an idiosyncratic reaction. Uh, and then Brilliance uh, 3.2 injury 6 says, Yesterday, with a wild yell, patient B sat up, then started singing and dancing. Tried to calm him, but was unsuccessful. He has not stopped singing, or ha he has not stopped since regaining consciousness. I have heard all the songs of his childhood, half the pop hits of the past century, and improvised ballads about his life. He's owned two dogs and six cats, and I know all their names. <laughs> so that's definitely a, <laughs> an, an interesting side effect. <laughs> um, and then regarding the others, uh, the only things were there of consequence at this point is patient E um, had been defined and refused to take tests. And patient D and patient C kind of just nothing, nothing to report at this time. Um, um, I'm assuming this is going to get worse before it yeah, gets absolutely. better. <laughs> 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 uh, Brilliant number seven. So the next entry in that uh, in that uh, infection, uh, Doctor Sarazi says, "I ran into his room at the sudden silence, but he was already gone." On day six of the experiment. Patient B is dead. D Dr. Shirazi discloses it to the other patients. Um, Splinter 2.6, uh, entry 7, doctor, uh, has an entry from Dr. Shirazi. It says, when I disclosed patient B's clinical outcome, as required by exception 31B in the research regulations handbook, patient C said, how could you do this to us? I had no answer. My predecessor's experimental records had not suggested any lethality. A 20% mortality rate would have would counterbalance the increase in colonist strength, intelligence, and speed. So this we learned that this wasn't the first experiment. Um, with concern over the death, Dr. Shrazi does some digging through Willowbray's files and finds that there was a previous report that contained optimistic profit charts and a terse order to suppress some amount of data. And the data itself is unavailable to researchers at Dr. Shirazi's access level. So this kind of upsets her a little bit, the fact that she was only given a you know level two clearance, and so she wouldn't see previous studies' records, because if you're a scientist and you're performing a study, you'd like to know how other similar studies went before <laughs> progressing in yours. Um, so it's it's not really known un or known why. Um but it, it is likely that she was given that, you know, a lower clearance so she wouldn't find out so that she would just continue running tests on her own without any bias or worry. Um, using uh, borrowed credentials, Dr. Shirazi determines that the previous trial yielded fatality rates of 15 to 60%. Uh, so it's likely that Willowbray um, will determine this last experiment of success, having reduced it down to 20%. <laughs> And so, no, and she, I think she mentions that if she had known that it was that high, um, she, you know, she never would have participated in this study, or at least would have gone completely different, um, your different route. Um, so the, definitely the patients weren't happy. Um, how did, how did the, uh, the other patients react, Mike? Um, Patient C just simply turned her back on uh, Shirazi and just wouldn't speak through her at, at all. Um, patient D has a little bit more of a description. Um, Yaris remains, this is a, uh, another Shirazi entry. Um, 
Yaris remains mute. I regret not incorporating a self-annihilation function in these prototypes. I was too confident. I didn't believe I needed a failsafe. I will propose that we include this in future nanotech development. The mixed blessing is that our results are solid. Further research will be rewarding. Yet I find myself hesitating to write the recommendation to proceed. I'm sure Yaris would have been upset he had actually been able to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky. And then uh, <laughs> patient E uh, tells us in uh, Glory 2.1, entry 8, um, Dr. Shirazi said, You must understand, I'm trying. I wanted to see us among the stars. I ran this study because I dreamed of exploring the unknown and making new places home. I dreamed of the whole universe becoming our home. June said, You don't even have a home here. They treat you with suspicion. You are not a Bray. Why did you come to Mars? Do you have no home on Earth? I don't, she said. Uh, so that gives us a little background on Shirazi as well. You know, she's no home on Earth. Um, we don't know why or what happened. Um, but we know that she's now hoping the Brays for whatever reasons of her own. Um, so in game, we don't have the, the nanites anymore. Um, does that mean that they found a, a cure? Anon? Uh, yeah, they, they do at the end of these, uh, these transmissions. Uh, that's what Burial's job is to do. She's looking for the origins of it so they can find a cure of it. Obviously, in the origins she finds, she's finding the, uh, test results of using it. And, uh, she's hoping to find how they were cured of it or if that lethality rate is, is pretty low, even, even if it's, it would be 20%, I guess that's lower than a hundred percent, which is what it really looks to be like. Um, in uh, Magnificence uh, 2.0, Entry 9, is a Shirazi log. Uh, Long and sleepless nights, my whole staff in isolation suits bent over our microscopes, but we have discovered a solution, I think. We have not tested it on patients yet, only pure prototype samples. If we toggle Fibron 7, 21, and 16 across all nanoparticles with pulses of particular wavelengths, enough interference should be generated to render them dormant. I go now to try it on Susan, patient A, who lost consciousness yesterday. Even prone, she floats an inch above her sleeping surface. Eventually, Susan leaves the facility, walking, not floating. So she lived. <laughs> and she stopped floating, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure she would have liked to keep that, though. <laughs> Probably. Uh, patient, patient D, uh, Yaris, was the one that uh, went mute, was also able to leave. Uh in fortitude 3.1 entry 10 he uh it's thank you he said he walked out of the facility a thin slight shape against the red light reflecting off the dunes the last to recover and the last to leave uh it doesn't outright say that patients c and e were able to leave as well but i feel like you wouldn't just say uh patient a survived and then jump to patient d and leave he i feel like they would have said the other two died if they mm -hmm. died but it, it says one first one to leave and then last one to leave sort of implies everyone got yeah. to leave yeah i'd agree with that um so what mm -hmm. uh, after all this what did the uh, the vanguard uh have to say about it 
Well, uh, we find out in uh, Glory 2.1, entry 13, this is the Al Sector D brief to Icor Ray. Um, Icor Ray starts out by saying, Sometimes I wonder if anything good came from Clovis Bray. Their halls are bright, and yet their records can be so dark. And this is, uh, I've already forgotten his name. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Someone help Sh- me out here. Shun. Shun. Yeah. Shun Lee. Shun, thank you. Um, Clovis Bray brought a soft world for good back in the Golden Age. They paved the way for cities and colonies. They raised Earth children on alien planets. You might have been one of them. Icor Ray, sometimes I regret, regret disclosing my history to you, Shun. Anyway, if you ever decide that pursuing the mysteries of the universe and pushing the limits of power isn't your thing, you know where to find me. Then Icor says, I wish you luck, liaison Shun. That's the end of the entry. So... What do you think, guys? Does that mean uh, Akora has an idea where she might have come from? That's kind of what it sounds like. Um, at least maybe a, I, knowing Ikora, I would, wouldn't put it past her to have gone digging to try to find some answers about where she came from. Mm-hmm. And, mm. you know, she, the way she says, you know, sometimes I regret disclosing my history to you. You know, it, I don't see that as being a, a public thing where, she, you know, she would just know on her own, but I think she figured it out somehow. And now, uh, I might have just—I might have just missed it. Did we jump over uh, Shun getting infected with uh, Glory? Um, we mentioned it, um, but I think oh, yeah, we didn't okay. go too much into that. Uh, I, I just—I just want to mention yeah. it really quick. Uh, in one of the in one of the uh, the entries, we learned that Shun uh, improperly put on his his. Uh, isolation suit and he actually contracted the glory uh 2.1 i think it is mm-hmm. glory yeah glory 2.1 uh shortly after he was comatose and uh everyone was scrambling to find that cure because now there was actually a life on the line everyone else that we were reading about was out in the golden age so if they survived that's nice but i mean if they died they it's centuries ago. Mm-hmm. They were pretty much already done, as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sean, especially Ikora, is uh, a person that they all cared about. And uh, they obviously did find the cure in time. There was risk to it, though. They weren't sure if uh, Shun would survive uh, being administered the cure. But obviously he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ikora plays it like really cool in, in this card. Where uh, Shun is back now, and she's just sort of, sort of passing him off again, saying like, "I never actually cared <laughs> about you. I was just, I was just doing my job." <laughs> but like deep down, you, you you know, it's like like I was I was worried sick mm-hmm. about you. Like, don't do that again. Yeah, yeah, and you could see, uh, just if you know, if you haven't read all fifty five, um, I'm gonna make sure beta. I think we ha- he has it all in order when they released. I'll make sure he puts them all in a, a Google Doc, and we can share the link so you can you can read them all in order because there's some really good ones. Um, and you can always uh, you can see the kind of like the tension with Ikora whenever Shun's name is brought up, and you know she definitely tries to play it cool and you know play it tough, but you can tell that there's something something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cade. Um, his reaction to <laughs> was kind of a Cade reaction, but uh, he says, uh, this Sarazi character had such promise, all the potential of humankind at her fingertips, then scruples. Poor Clovis Bray, poor Willa, 
how human. <laughs> and then Zavala says, how lucky for us, you mean. Um, Cade says, now all the play's been played, or all the play's been played and all the fun's done. Back to st- the strategy table for old Cade. What's next? Uh, we wait, says Zavala. Until the next unexpected menace rears its head, says Akorare. Um, so what does all this have to do with Rise of Iron? Um, we won't go into that too much on this episode, um, but for a little tease, um, and do you want to read Magnificence 2.0, Entry 7? Yeah, of course. You can do uh, the next one, too. Along the sides... Yeah. Along the sides of this abandoned laboratory sit locked metal cabinets, cut or melted open. Some piles of freshly broken glass, not yet sandblasted. I would venture that whatever Dr. Shirazi stored in these cabinets for the last few centuries was recently released to the world. I would also venture that we know what it is. And then um, entry number 11, mm-hmm. I think this is. I set everything in order and sealed the room, left the computer in there, lovely as it is, after clearing the sand from the crevices, a monument. On my way out, I looked again at the tracks. I followed into that room. The tracks I followed into that room. Clawed. Fallen, I'd say. But there are no fallen on Mars. Odd. Closing mission and coming home. Um, so this sort of connects with the, the Res Viren because in the opening cut scene we learn that the, the, devil, the House of Devils was going all over the solar system, digging into things, looking for something, and then uh, seemingly without reason they just turned their attention onto Earth and specifically the Plague Lands. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of trying to say whatever they found in um, Clovis Bray directly pointed them to the Plague Lands. And like set them on their path to find Siva and uh, become what we're seeing in the Rise of Iron. Yeah, yeah and one of I think my uh, going back a little bit, just one of my favorite entries on this was uh, Fortitude uh, three point one entry two, and it says, uh, and it was after quarant- they had tried quarantining the Guardians, um, and that failed. It says, quarantine failed shortly after institution. Note to self, corralling sick guardians is one thing. Healthy, rambunctious guardians, armed to the teeth and impatient to go back starside, they threw things. Shun modeled the outbreak for me after we retreated in disgrace. We are on track for total saturation of the guardian population, excluding those off-duty, inside a week. Should any complications arise, which, since we're talking about a mysterious invasive technological override, is likely... The tower will stand undefeated or undefended, and the city will be helpless and vulnerable to attack. Traveler's shadow. They're going to blame me. Um, I thought that was cool. Um, a lot of people kind of theorized, theorized when this was going on that you know maybe the tower would be locked to us when Rise of Iron dropped, and that you couldn't go back to the tower until you defeated Siva or found a cure for this. Um, to me, that never really made sense, just because the only way that the tower to me would be locked down would be is would Yes, if it was being attacked, um, or if, if it had been attacked already, um, I don't think that Zavala or Ikora would have kept us out for this just to because of this infection thing, whatever it was. If it meant that the city would be less safe for the tower was vulnerable to attack, I think you know, shortly after this transmission, I think they realized that the tower is dangerous and that's kind of what pushed them on to, or it was not dangerous, but it was in danger of an attack. And that's kind of what pushed them to 
find a cure so quickly, just knowing that with all the Guardians possibly unavailable, well, they needed to get them home. It's not that they locked anyone from the tower, it's that they locked the Guardians from the from, city. They tried to stop the Guardians from leaving mm-hmm. the tower, and then when that failed, they were just like, okay, well, then you just can't go to the city. Mm-hmm. So they stopped. They effectively made it so in Rise of Iron, we can't go into the city because we were so uh, conflicted with the uh, transmission. Mm-hmm. Which, since we can't go to the city anyways, it didn't matter to us in-game. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't really apply. Uh, Man, that concludes our uh, our main topic. Or did you well, want to add anything, Anon? Yeah, there there was a question that was sort of uh, noted in the middle here from Raza Five uh, that I feel like we didn't exactly okay. cover, and I, I would just sort of like to answer it, uh, or if someone, have someone answer it. Uh, what would you say if you had to describe to someone exactly who or what the Owl Sector is? Uh, like just like. Because like we sort of talk about them, but we we sort of talk about them like with people already having the understanding of what they are and like what mm-hmm. they do, which we don't really exactly know what they are, what they do. They seem to be a special ops group of civilians who almost like a first response team or almost. Yeah, they're they're sort of like NSA, and they're just like listening to everything that the guardians are saying, and then. They also investigate, and they do a bunch of other things. Like, uh, whatever the Dawn Calamity was, uh, we'll see what the severity of that was What whenever we get an event that has to do with it, which I'm, I feel like that was a, a foreshadow to an event we'll see this year. Mm-hmm. But, I'd be shocked if they don't mention it at some point. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, they're they're obviously not just sitting behind a desk like burial went out into the area where that where the infection first came from to get the information mm-hmm. um i think it's quist is the geographer so obviously if they have a geographer like a team member named like the geographer as his position uh they obviously go out into lands that aren't uh like known like they they go into areas that aren't on the map mm-hmm. yet Mm-hmm. They they have a liaison to the vanguard so they can coordinate with the with the guardians. Uh, they're sort of like this a special ops group of civilians who, I guess, sort of fill the gaps where the guardians can't. Mm-hmm. Is it so fair to say they're? Um, I wouldn't say work closely, but they um, uh, have a similar function to the hidden in a way. Um, maybe. And well, we did learn that uh, it's not just civilians, though, too, because they do mention they're like our guardians. Um, and so it kind of sounds like it's like I'll a, do this with it. Yeah. You know, almost it seems like just a faction, same mm-hmm. way that we, you know, Dead Orbit has guardians and civilians. Um, but it just it seems like it has this very specific purpose for it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't really uh, see them as a faction personally. Uh, they might like have guardians like in their mm-hmm. ranks, but I feel like that'd just be yeah, more it's... like how I said, like it's just to coordinate the things that they need a guardian for, like sort of security. Because I I I can't believe that Burial completely just strolled into the Dust Palace, found the computer, had no one with her to protect yeah, her, I'm sure, like bodyguards or something. Like that's what. 
Yeah, that's what the owl sector guardians would be for. They would mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. be there for the like the protection of it, while the civilians do the things that uh, the guardians aren't. Yeah, doing. that's fair. I think that's that's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like I don't wouldn't call it a faction that you could just sign up. Anyone could sign up for. It's definitely like a very specific um, skill set type of group that seems you know. Mm. But yeah. Hopefully we get more information on it. You know, it's one of those things I hope that Bungie uses this as a kind of like an entry into all this, you know, with the Owl Sector and these characters and the Dawn Calamity and now uses that to kind of give us a lot more information throughout the year. Um with Well Go ahead. What? I wasn't I wasn't oh. gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, never mind then. Yeah, I just hopefully we get more information on these on these characters and the institutions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, agreed. That's actually something that they sort of set they, they sort of set a precedence for, I guess. Like when the dawn calamity, if the dawn calamity becomes an event, like if it's if it's something of a similar event, the owl sector will obviously be called. And if the owl sector is called, it sort of seems like it's going to be an ARG mm-hmm. event and. This this was this event had the least amount of um, like developer time I would say put into it because all it actually did in game was give you the transmission itself just a just a buff and the sparkles around your head and everything else was just a web page that periodically up uh, uploaded a new paragraph of text and mm-hmm. like. Festival of the Lost had to be so much work to to build everything. SRL even yeah, you more work. Yeah, got to design work, all the weapons you know, like, and all the gear and the quests. Yeah. And... But this like probably one of the best uh, events that we've seen so far in Destiny <clears throat> took the least amount of uh, amount of time, like just hard time to be put into it to mm-hmm. get that result. I really hope we see more of it, and that's that's what they do. They they listen to what we want, and if we want it, they're gonna bring it back. So if they don't have another ARG event for this year, I feel like uh, Destiny Two will just like really focus on uh, bringing ARG events into the standard. I definitely hope so. Before I sound completely stupid, what does ARG stand for? Augmented reality game. Thank you. I've been wondering that for the past <laughs> hour and a half. Yeah, they and De- Bungie did it um, before the release of Vanilla Destiny too. Um, they released uh, yeah. different like clues and stuff like Alpha that Lupi. about Alpha Lupi, and you know it was just all and all the stuff you got from that uh, were are now in the uh, the Grimoire cards for each planet, I believe. And so if you look up, you know, was it Alpha Lupi or like the Venus card? It's the Alpha Lupi Vision. From for Venus and so yeah. that was all part of the the uh, the text from the Alpha Lupi ARG uh, actually not on every planet but on some planets has a line or two more than the official grimoire. Oh, really? Nice. I actually, wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I'm learning <laughs> so much tonight. Yeah, it's hard to find, yeah. but you can find it if yeah. you do some. I, I missed that because like I didn't. I wasn't really big into like the whole social atmosphere of like games then, and like I was waiting for it to come out and release so I could play it. But I didn't find out about this until being on the forums like months and months later, 
Um, I'm, I'm kind of sad I missed it because that would have been pretty exciting to experience live in real time. Little little known fact, I actually didn't even start playing Destiny until several months after that, so I never <laughs> would have gotten the chance. Nice. Yeah. Um, we need to get another question from Rich GTR um, concerning uh, Rasputin and Siva. Um, but I think that's more in line with our topic next week, so I'm going to save that for then. Um, but I do have one other question that I've been saving for like a month, um, just because it didn't really fit with our uh, our last episode, so it was just the summary. Um, but this is from uh, Beaster. Beaster? Am I saying that right? Get down there. Bleaster, Bleaster. There it is. And uh, he asks, um, the ghost the ghost states that you know, with the traveler's last or dying breath, you know, the ghosts were created. Um but the he says, but it is still alive. Is that bad context on the ghost part? Um or what kind of what does he mean there? So Anon, do you have any thing to say on that? I would just say it's it's the dying breath before it like went comatose because like we're restoring life to the traveler, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's dead to us, but it's not actually dead. Yeah. So kind of just, um, yeah, just like loss in translation type of thing. Like, not literally dead, but definitely dying breath. You know, he's. I would say it was. Uh, I I think comatose is a good way to put it. It was deactivated for a very long amount of time and we had to find a uh, power source so to speak of light in order to refuel it if that mm-hmm. even begins to make sense yeah and I believe there's a quote um, about you know the kind of like the more we do out there the more um, we continue to fight the darkness and um, you know the, the traveler seems to be gaining more and more life however you want to say it so so hopefully it'll come back to, to life fully in the future and not run as soon as it gets a chance. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know it will. Well, Bleaster, hopefully that answers your question. Um, sorry it took so long to read it. Um, but yeah, if you have any other questions, definitely feel free to, to hit us up. Um, you can email us at destinylorecast at gmail.com or you can uh, send us a tweet on Twitter uh, at destinylorecast. Um Anna, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me on my Twitter, uh, at Anonpig, A-N-O-N-P-I-G. And uh, actually, something I think would be a good idea for that uh, that first little segment that we had. Uh, everyone, you should you should uh, email us your favorite part of Rise of That's Iron. That's a good idea. Uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a good idea. You can read some good ones if you uh, send them in. Yeah, favorite memory for Rise of Iron so far. Tell us what you like about it. Go ahead. You'll have like two days to do it from when the episode goes live, but I mean, like that's enough time to say two yeah, sentences. Exactly. Quick email, or just capital letters Gallahorn. <laughs> Gallahorn. That's, that's okay. Too. <laughs> uh, Mike, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at um, at Mythos Mike or at my alternate account, uh, The Church of Payan. Because um, Payan. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, well, we'll cut that out. Don't worry. um so yeah you can find me on twitter at uh, mythos mike or at uh, planetdestiny.com under um, mike s or you can find me uh just 
Crowds and crowds in the plague lands under the username Udadomicron. Feel free to wave at me and send me a friend request if you happen to see me uh, fighting some fallen. Yeah, don't wave at me if you see me. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not, Dick? Like I will, I will just leave the the instance that we are in if you wave at me. Wow, cold. <laughs> Jeez. Cold. I, just, I, just, I just want to see people just follow me around waving, trying to get me to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I might be one of them, just to let you know ahead of time. Uh, well, and I'm Handsome Dragon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Handsome Dragon. And the O's are zeros. And you can also find me on Xbox. Same, except for the Z- O's are O's. So there you go. Um, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in this week's show. Um, this is kind of more in line with how our shows will be. We'll probably add a uh, segment here, there. Um, uh, we definitely want to add more of a kind of get like a theory section going, so we can kind of talk about things that are out there that may not be confirmed in Grimoire or in game yet, um, but definitely things that are fun to talk about. Um, a lot of good ones on Reddit. A lot of good ones on you know, Bungie.net. Um, it's fun to talk about. Fun to kind of break things down and figure out what's going on in this universe try to piece it all together yeah and maybe next week i won't feel like <laughs> crap and i'll be more uh participating yeah. well, maybe next week i'll have more than <laughs> like two hours of sleep over the last three days rise of iron which uh little known fact um uh, before we, we close out for the evening, I have been playing Rise of Iron this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's not surprising. <laughs> I have been. Um, uh, I hope Rahul. I just got my Galahorians the rest of the night. <laughs> uh, you can get up to like 360 light on just blue engrams. Or not blue engrams, but just blue yeah. drops. Yeah. Well, get out and grind, Guardians. Have a good night. Catch you next time.